Thanks for tuning into the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we'll debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, pro tennis tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Boom, what's good, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Ferris Mthana, and welcome to another episode of our LGRN Fantasy Football Roundup. This week, we got week six in our Fantasy Football League for our patrons. If you want to join that league, guys, make sure to join the Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network, so make sure to do that. And this week, we've got a special guest. we got a man bouncing back, fighting from the bottom to the top. A little bit later on, we're going to have D-Weezy, owner and operator of the Carolina Meat Sweats, you know, resurrecting his, his season, back-to-back victories. So we're, we're about to talk to him about it. But before we get to that, everybody, let's get right into the this week's scoreboard and see what it shook, shaking down for us. Let's get right into it. Right off the bat, like I said, guys, one of the big matchups of the week, it is Atlanta a versus Queen B. They t- Queen B takes over first place in the Western Division because they beat uh, they beat me. It was a tight game going into Monday night. Um, uh, the thing that brought down me for victory is that my uh, you know the the Niners didn't show up. You know George Kittle only had a point. Christian McCaffrey got hurt, so he was pulled out the game. So he only had fourteen points, and you know and 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 Tyree Kill and Kyron Williams led the way for Brandy's victory. She she only beat me by twelve. It was actually a pretty tight game. I was leading entering Monday Night Football. It was looking like Josh Palmer wasn't going to have a good game. And then Josh Palmer caught a couple passes. Boom, bang, bang. Victory it is. Um, but then we keep going down. We'll talk about this game a little bit later. Keep going down. Uh, Long Reach Hurricanes, second in the Eastern Division. Brodney having great a, couple, a great couple weeks. Dropping the most points this week uh, because Cooper Cup is back for the Los Angeles Rams. And he led the way for Brodney. And then, this, you know, the same old subject, Jalen Hurts. But then right here, Rashid Shaheen. Shout out to Rashid Shaheen, wide receiver out of New Orleans. He had a good game for, for himself. Uh, and then we keep going down. Lunch break crew, led by Jose, going against Handonomics. Handonomics now having a good season, kind of lacking. Um, LBA, the, LBA, the lunch break crew, led by the usual suspects. Baltimore Ravens fan, like we've always said. Guess who leads him to victory? Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens defense showed up as well. They played a good game in London. Uh, then you have scary Terry McLaurin um, uh, splitting the difference. It was looking good. Look at them. Look at the Hundonomics, man. He had a good, solid group of top three. But let's see where the victory was taken away from him. Hundonomics right here. The running backs. Good old running backs. They did not do anything. And he forgot to take out his Steelers for the defense because they're on the bye week. Then we keep moving along. The Vegas, the Vegas Cowboys, I believe this is probably the closest game of the week, uh, led by the Dallas Cowboy in real life, Dak Prescott. 
then he had Patrick Mahomes as well, and then Kenneth Walker the third, over overtaking or over, you know, weathering the storm of Amra St. Brown's 30-point game. Let's see where Rob's team faltered because they have a 30-pointer. They faltered in this case right here. Uh, right here. KJ Osborne, Rashard White, and Kirk Cousins did nothing. Right there. Kirk Cousins is what did not prevail some victory for them. The Vikings taking out the Detroit Lions fan, which is funny to see. And then we keep going down. Defending champion Greg, you know, continuing his winning ways, had 132 points. Uh, he actually scored the most points this week by point five because he, my bad, so I mis misread that. Beating out Brodney's 132.2. Greg's 132.76, led by the running back trio of Kamara, Henry, and Raheem Mostert. And then we get down here to ASG's team, taking out Josh ASG, led by resurgence by Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a couple of a couple touchdowns, I believe. No, not, not, I think he had one touchdown. Uh, but he had a good game for himself. And let's see where Josh lagged. Josh right here. David Montgomery didn't show up. Even though he hates tight ends, the tight end is biting him in the, biting him in the ass. He ain't been doing much either. The Gardner Minshew didn't really do much either as well. And then right here. We have Adam Thielen, Travis Kelsey, and Tony Pollard for ASG. So there's that. And then, you know, we'll preview on the following weeks. But without further ado, let's get right into the highlighted, uh, the guest of the week, the owner and proprietor of the Carolina Meets with. It is the one, the only. It is the pride of North Carolina's own and co-host of Betting the NFL every Wednesday at 8, 8 o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central. It's the one, the only. It is D-Weezy. Derek, how are you, my man? I'm doing all right. You know, like you said, fighting for my fantasy dreams and hopes and looking to keep it alive. Uh, was a bit of a rough start to the season, mm -hmm. you know, drafting a uh, – Taylor up in Indianapolis definitely didn't work out the first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. The Bengals struggling uh, to get on the same page and get rolling, you know, drafted Jamar Chase. So it was slow rolling the first couple of weeks, but hopefully last week was a representation of what I can expect some of the core of my roster to continue to produce. Absolutely, man. Let's get right into it, man. Back-to-back uh, -back victories, great weeks, an upset. You beat me last week. You beat me. I'm on a two-game winning streak. You, you, you snapped me by the slimmest of margins, but a victory is a victory. It doesn't matter by an inch or a mile. A win's a win. Great head, by the way. And then we'll talk about this week as well, taking out Adelia. Um, you, 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 honestly, man, you're the hottest team in the league. Two in a row for you. I think you're, I think you're one of only a couple of people with winning streaks. People kept bouncing back and losing. You're on the two-game win streak. How you feeling, man? Feeling good so far. You know, like you said, it's a little bunched up. I think I'm only uh, two games out of uh, second place. Um, yep, yes, you are. Yeah, so uh, definitely, a, you know, a lot of opportunity out there for, you know, uh, not only me, but anybody else sitting at that two and four range looking up at the standings. Mm -hmm. Well, it's actually, let's look at the standings. Here are the standings. You're on the the, the stronger side of the West. Uh, you know, we have, you know, Queen B leading the pack. I'm second. We're tied. With ASG and lunch break hot take right there. I think the difference is points scored. That's why I'm 
in second place. And on this side right here, man, they have the five and one, four and two, four and two. Um, and then they have a bunch of two and fours. And you right here in sixth place, two and four. You got a couple more victories and a couple of losses. You could be up to fourth or third place and snatch up a, a playoff spot, man. I can see it. Oh, yeah, it's definitely doable, uh, depending on how the schedule shakes out. You know, you get a right, you get one of those key victories in the right spot. Uh, it can definitely work with uh, some of the tiebreakers um, mm -hmm. and things like that. All right, let's get right into the matchup, actually. You were powered by the Miami Dolphins, you know, Tua Tungvaloa, Jalen Waddle. Um, how did you th see them playing out that game? Because they were also against Carolina, but then you also had Bryce Young, kind of that game. It was kind of the game to watch. How did you go about watching that game? Being also a Carolina Panthers fan. Well, unfortunately, as a Carolina Panthers fan, the season hasn't been too much watchworthy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was big hopes coming into the season, and so far things have seemed to fall flat on their face. Uh, but like you said, you know, I'm working a, a Miami stack utilizing Tua and Waddle, and given this game, I expected the Dolphins to come in and put up uh, points. They were shut out in the first quarter and still put up 42 points in the game. If I'm not mistaken, they had at least 35 of those points before the third quarter was over. If not all 42, uh, I'd have to double check that. But I thoroughly expected them to be able to get the pass game going. Um, the Panthers are without uh, J.C. Horn, their number one cornerback. Um, a number of other not necessarily major injuries. They are without a Shaq Thompson, I believe, for the rest of the season, starting middle linebacker. Um, but, you know, not every – the defense not running at 100%. It was already a defense that was probably lacking in the secondary a little bit. Um, and so I definitely expected uh, Tua and Waddle to be able to uh, capitalize on that. Um, and also with Bryce Young uh, in this game, you know, I, I expected a blowout, and we're mm -hmm. talking about a team being down by multiple scores. Um, they're they're going to be walking out there and throwing the ball. So hopefully you're not seeing interceptions, but as long as you see, even if it's not leading to touchdowns, as long as you see those uh, completions and yards continue to rack up, it may not be the most stellar performance. But you know, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I was able to get. Yeah, twelve point almost yeah, twelve point six eight. So yeah. one 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 point under projection, basically like one ish one ish point under projection. So yeah, you kind yeah. of it's kind of a good game by him. Yeah, and when kind you start twice. talking about uh, some of those flex positions, um, depending mm -hmm. on what your scoring is, you know that that's kind of the range you you're expecting from there. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was definitely pleased with at least points wise what I was able to get just out of that game alone. And like I mentioned, uh, you know, Jamar Ch or Chase was able to go off having six catches, 80 yards, mm -hmm. not even putting up a TD and still racking up 14 points. Um, you know, th these were the types of things I was hoping to see in the beginning of the season. You know, mm -hmm. I got over 10 points with Taylor. Um, for the most part, this is my uh, – the, the lineup that I kind of expected to be seeing – uh, when I drafted things at the beginning of the season. And so it, it's nice to see some of, some of that shaking out, uh, kind of how, well, more so how uh, I'd hope it would. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, and, and your opponent, Nebraska Sky, led by Adelia, very underwhelming in these parts right here. There are two running backs in the Mike Evans game. You know, Detroit really put it on Tampa Bay, so they really didn't do much. 
And then her tight end position, Tyler Higby, did absolutely nothing. I got a question. I always ask everyone that comes on to this channel, this show, Derek, because me and Josh had this famous debate about tight ends. And apparently I also found out that one, one I, I know someone who plays in a league where tight ends don't exist. Um, do you, What is your opinion on tight ends in fantasy? Do they not matter? Does Josh correct? They don't matter whatsoever? Or are they kind of like a... Uh, you know, mix and match, pick a tight end of the week type thing. Well, you can definitely get away with uh, potentially running a flyer week to week um, mm -hmm. at the tight end position. Uh, but also, you know, especially last year, tight end was horrible. Once you got past the top two, three, you know, two or three tight ends in the league, it mm -hmm. was literally just horrible. And I'm not even a, you know, a major fantasy guy. And I know this, um, so I definitely can see there being a little bit of regression at the tight end position as we've seen more teams um, not necessarily move to a four wide receiver set, but you're definitely seeing um, less utilization out of that tight end uh, position. So there are instances where um, you get into matchups where maybe a certain quarterback and a tight end combo seem to work well together. Mm -hmm. And so that might lead to, you know, a number of receptions or uh, red zone targets. Um, uh, a combo like that that comes to mind would be uh, down in Houston with Stroud and uh, Schultz. He may not be the big time point getter as far as fantasy, mm -hmm. but compared to potentially a lot of other tight ends out there, you're probably looking at him being top five, top 10 easily. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the type of player you can snatch up, especially if you, you know, have that quarterback on your team, there's ways to utilize the position. But at the same time, I do feel like it's a position that you can scheme around if you don't have a serious point getter. Um, you know, if you get five points out of that position, you're calling it a good week. So I think it, it can go both ways with the tight end position. Um, but I definitely do think that uh, it's one that's, at least on the fantasy side, becoming a little uh, phased out just with how how much more the wide receiver positions are being utilized. In some leagues, you're seeing um, potentially three wide receiver slots uh, mm -hmm. in your starting lineup. And I think that's a reflection of the wide receiver position being utilized more as well. You know, in the past, most lineups, it was traditionally uh, – you know, two two wide receivers. Uh, so you know, not not even necessarily two running backs. Uh, but um, you know, one quarterback. Twelve percent. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, as we've seen fantasy sort of evolve and uh, definitely um, there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more uh, refinement and uh, you know. You're in a, a coach's league, a sip to tally. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of get a kick out of the accidental point system that happened for the, with defense? the defense. Yeah, you know it's right. it's it's a new, it's a nuance that's special mm -hmm. to that league, and so it adds a different perspective of how to potentially scheme or, you know, how you judge going about a team because ultimately it boils down to how do the players get those points? You know, are we talking about a wide receiver that's, you know, he's going to rack up eight to 10 catches a game. So you're not worried if he puts up a hundred yards or not, because 
you're basically talking about 10 points out the gate. You know, are we talking about um, a tight end that might be a bit of a a TD vulture where Mm -hmm. he might literally only have one or two catches a game, but you can almost pin him in for two touchdowns. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, two catches, two touchdowns, you're talking about 16 points, basically. Um, So there are definitely some uh, nuances and not necessarily changes, but evolution to what fantasy football has become as far as the variety you can find. Um, as you said, you know, some people, they got leagues where there isn't a tight end slot. Um, some leagues, you know, no kicker. It just, it adds. No, I, don't, to, I don't, I don't mess with kickers. Hey, depending on uh, how the point system is set up, it can get interesting because if you're talking about bonus points for longer field goals, like. Over, yeah. Um, if the R field goal should get you like three or four points, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, this past week, uh, Harrison Buckner for the uh Chiefs, I got 18 points off of him in my league, and part of that was due to uh some of the field goals he hit being from a longer distance. Hey, Graham Gano, man, he had like a couple 40 yarders and a 50 yarder, I think, in Buffalo. See, the, only, so, the only points, and I have Graham in one of my other leagues. Shout yeah, so you know, it's one of those things where depending New York on Giants what only good offensive weapon. Hey, the Ferra- hey, I, the Fer- I call him the Ferrari in the trailer park. Uh, no, he is. He's the he's the Bugatti next to the trap house. Yes. Oh man, that's that's sad. Yeah, but now, Derek, let's let's uh, let's preview next week. You're against number one in the Western Division, Queen B. Let's see if you can keep your winning ways and make it three in a row. Currently, it's projected ninety-seven Queen B, ninety-four U. That's a pretty close matchup. It's 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 not a it's not a runaway victory. Where do you think you could get the the edge on? Because Justin Fields ain't playing this week. He's doubtful. He's injured. Uh, Kyron uh, Williams, our other running back, he's questionable. So there could be a little points here and there. Where do you think you can pull it out? I definitely think um, you know Tua and Waddle are going to work in my advantage. Uh, mm-hmm. Philly's had a bad secondary. They haven't stopped people from putting up points and. You see Miami still with one of the hottest offenses in the league. So, I, you know, I'm fairly comfortable rolling them out. I'm debating on whether or not uh, even possibly adding uh, Braxton Berrios to my starting lineup to add to that Miami stack. Um, mm-hmm. Dealing with a couple buys, you know, rotating around that. Won't have Bryce Young available this week. Um if I can get, you know, a couple more performances out of uh, Everett that I've seen in these past couple of weeks, you know, talking tight ends this past uh, this past game, I believe he only had three receptions for less than 20 yards, but he had a TD in there and that jumps those points up. Um, honestly, my my mo- when it comes to my starting lineup, I think I'm most nervous about having to possibly roll out uh, Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, we just hadn't seen anything come together with that offense all mm-hmm. season long. Last year, uh, it seemed like at least the running game had things together for the most part, and that just disappeared over the offseason. So, you know, one of my uh, probably probably my worst draft pick, you know, drafting Harris, debated you know cutting very it. underwhelming this year been, been, been very underwhelming yes fantasy yes. wise fantasy wise oh yes most definitely um yeah. but yeah I, I 
I don't necessarily think, you know, there's a possibility of me trying to, you know, run away with this one. Chase being on a bye, he's been a major point getter for me the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, an issue you face when, you know, you start putting together stacks, if Miami goes out there and lays lays an egg, oh, I'm cooked. I'm done. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Also, too, Derek, here's here's a wrinkle into the stack plan. She has Tyreek Hill. So yes, but at the, but there's no points Tyreek Hill could get that would unless they're running the ball with them that wouldn't add to Tua. So while you know, not true. to say that I would be able to close a distance, um, but it it at least allows me to gather points in the process. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Well, Derek, I wish you nothing but the best this week. Hope you pull off that upsetting victory because it brings it. And I hope I win, so it brings us back to a tie. But it is what it is. Derek, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Where can people find you, my man? They can reach me at Backyard Action Media here on YouTube. Also, as you mentioned earlier, one half of betting the NFL right here on um, LGR, the highlights with my man Caleb, which y'all can catch live Wednesday nights. Um, And also on Twitter at The Yard Bets. Nice, nice. Guys, I'm Ferris Bethany. Find me at Ferris Bethany on Twitter. Find me at the underscore Ferris underscore Bethany on Instagram. As well as every Wednesday, 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern. I got something to say on KSFS Radio, as well as uh, Fridays, 8 o'clock. Um, it is uh, the open table, as well as Fridays, 3 o'clock Pacific. It is Good Friends, Better Rivals with my main man, Caleb. Guys, make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel. I believe we're at 115 subscribers. Let's get that to 200. We're 85 away. We're 85. Share it, man. Your mama, your your, your grandmama, your granddaddy, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your lover, your second lover, your third wife. I don't care. Share it. Share it. Share it around. You know, so do that thing, you know. Let's be polyamorous. Shout out to them. All right. But on that note, everyone, have a wonderful night. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.